let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we are going to be talking a little bit about why we're here and why you should be listening to us. You know, we're all salespeople and we're really, we've worked really hard to kind of understand ourselves because that's where success ultimately leads to and sales. You've got to be able to communicate with people, meet people halfway, um, set expectations appropriately. And a lot of that starts with understanding your comfort zone, how you approach situations and conversations. Relationships. Who you are as a person, who your customer is as a person. Absolutely. So the way that we do that and the way that a lot of the sales teams around the world do it is using an assessment called DISC, right? Four different quadrants, D, I, S, and C. And uh, you just happen to have all four of those people here. We got Clint, who's our D. D stands for dominant. Uh, the D. The D. Um, Al is our I. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, strap in. This is going to be a ride that you're going to run on, right? Mm. So I appreciate the calmness of your introduction here. But if you're not getting with this group, then you're losing. You're losing out, man. How you're, textbook of I You're was one that whole step thing behind thing. the game and you hadn't even figured it out. So listen up. Yeah. I stands for influencer. Um, <laughs> Did that we'll influence talk, you? Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> or as Nanette says, uh, what, do, what do you say? And you brought it up, igno- sweetheart. Ignorant. You tell us. I did not say Moving that. on, John. The next on that is S, which stands for steady motivator, which is Miss Nanette. And then I'm the C, and C's are compliance. Boring. By boring, you mean awesome. We get shit yes, done. Yes, very um, awesome, very awesome. And so let's talk a little bit about D's, right? Because they're the first one in the acronym. <laughs> and Not, if we don't talk about them first, they're all whiny. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so D's are, you know, that that dominant title is pretty legit there. You know, um, you guys are task-driven love to get shit done you don't need all the details it needs to happen or you need to move on hey get driven you know we like to make a decision kind of off the handle mm-hmm. we get some of the facts because we are task driven so we get some of the facts but we like to uh you know just dive in and say let's get this shit done today what does it take to get this done now yeah there's a lot of pros and cons to that we'll dive into that deeper yeah absolutely yeah eyes are the center of attention, right? They're storytellers. They are They're wildly fun. exaggerating in all instances. That, that's, Am I wrong? I, you know, I think you're a little off base there. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think hey. we only want to take things as far as you will believe them, right? Hey, okay. Doc, why don't you tell us a story about it? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. That's true. So keep you on the. They are. Edge. They're the sociable people, right? When Sometimes you, they're bellmen. That's true. They are sometimes development. We'll talk way more about that eventually. Um, Successfully. S's are team focused. They want what's best for the team. Everyone's got to feel good about it. It's got to be like a really good fit and not just for them. It's more about like the culture and the impact of the end result for everybody involved and less about them. So because of that, they don't run towards conflict straight ahead. Al's got something to say. Well, I think if there's a definition of sort of passive aggressive. And I don't mind that. I think that, that S is the last thing they want to show you is that aggressive side. Sure. But if, but if they're worth their salt, right, if they've had some success in this world, they'll bow up on you and bite you in the ass in a New York minute. 
Have you ever done that, Nan? I have. Interesting. We're going to talk about that because I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, rounding that out is the C, right? C is also task-driven, but unlike the D, we're not um, gut-focused. We are very factual-focused. And so because of that, I always know my facts. And if I don't, I don't really have a lot to say. And uh, in a sales role, that leads to being kind of slow to start. You know, well, I need to know enough. Well, you also won't talk unless you know the facts. So it's not that you're not True. willing. You mm-hmm. just don't know the facts. So therefore... We're processing. But I, the minute I, I, again, I, I got to call you to the carpet on the fact that... Does. So I call my accountant, who's quite the C, mm-hmm. right? I'm in Vegas. I'm at the tables. And... I get rolled up on with, we need your social security number, right? Because I've gone in and out too many times, right? They had me down for like these big wins that I really didn't have. But I was prone to just go take my chips back to the cage. So long story short, I call my accountant. I'm like, what the fuck? I told the guy to fuck off, right? You can't have it. Give me your social security number, right? And he wouldn't. I'm like, see? See what I mean? It doesn't feel very good. So I go over and the guy says, no, they're just filing a form. This is my accountant. So immediately he goes to guns with, no, you're fine. You're safe. So a good C that knows his stuff knows how to calm guys like me down, right? Like, chill out. You got this. Because he's given me the facts of the equation. And to say that you don't know, you usually know, man. Yeah, okay. You have a better opinion than most because you've researched some shit. Well, or what you'll say, not not to interrupt, but what you'll say is, here's what I know about that. And you know a lot of things about that, right? Sure. Okay. So don't sell yourself short. Jesus Christ's headphones won't fit after this is all over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that brings up an important point that we're talking about comfort zones and natural natural comfort zones, right? Once you know where you struggled and you can work on making that part of your comfort zone, right? And we've all done that, which is why being a C, it's not supernatural for me to be here talking with you guys or to do networking or to go do business development. Like that was so far outside of my comfort zone. I had to build accountability and systems and processes around all that stuff or else it would never get done. So the way, whereas Al, right, Al can network with anybody. He just walks in a room and is like, hey, just strikes up conversations, right? I've you, seen you do it. If you bring enough $100 bills, you can get through anything, right? <laughs> But I, I don't have that skill set. And so okay. it wasn't until, uh, like, I started networking and I had a goal for networking. I just want two cards. I just want two cards of things that I should follow up on. That made it easy. Oh, then I'm, I'm just like, I'm running the task at that point. It's crazy. Whereas so, now my comfort zone is I'm okay with it, right? I can speak in front of groups. I'm here, obviously. Um, I, I network all the time. So it's it's knowing that shortcoming and then understanding how you build it into your comfort zone. So that way it's just something you do and it doesn't tax you and wear you out. Yeah, you said something about, you know, kind of seeing your short side or your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's also just knowing about your strengths as well. And also the weaknesses and strengths of who you're talking to. Yeah. That's what DISC really pushes and that's what we really learn out of all of this is is to look at somebody across the table from you and say, okay, they have this communication style. I have this. We have to meet in the middle or adapt one way or the other to get along. Can we back up just a hair? Because some of these pe- folks out here listening sure. to us or watching. may be going disc, right? And I think it is worth explaining. You did explain it, but in a sense of 
everybody fits into a category, right? That we're not all the same. Sure. But that we all have, there are similar patterns that have been developed mm-hmm. or seen out there. Mm-hmm. So you guys out there listening, what we're talking about is the powers that be, and it wasn't us sitting at the table. Correct. Came up with a system that a lot of people seem to find valid that places four quadrants, mm-hmm. right? And so if you had a square and you took a cross and you put it in there yeah. and divided it into four quadrants, each one of us that you hear on the mic or see on the TV fits into one of those quadrants. And then the struggle is how we each communicate with each other. Absolutely. And how we, because you're only a quarter of the population and maybe even less because some people are packed a little more densely into one quadrant than another. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there dealing with your family, dealing with your job, dealing with the people that you work with, what we're hoping to bring or what we know we're going to bring to you guys is some clarity on why I didn't understand that guy, right? Yeah. Or what to the help, hell just happened in that conversation? Well, to help you identify where you are. Are you a D? Are you listening to this this very short segment so far? Have you thought, oh, that kind of sounds like me? And then identifying that and how you're going to go forward, dealing with identifying your client. It's really important because if you just haphazardly go into an office and you have no idea what your plan is, you have no goal of how you're going to react, it's really vital to understand if you're a D, an I, an S, or a C. Mm-hmm. And so that's what our, our whole objective here is to identify that and show you how we have succeeded going forward with that. And it's worked. It, it, it's very advantageous. And also failed. Yeah. Right. Oh, we all failed. So, Everyone fails. I don't, I don't want to. It's wanna, not a silver bullet for sure. Yeah. No, no, I don't, no. I don't want to knock you off your pike because because we have also failed because we've got it wrong. So I do that all the time. People ask me, what do you think that guy is? I say, oh, he's an I, you know, he's an IS. Oh, now his profile shows a D. And I'm kind of blown away with that. Mm-hmm. But I learn a lot of why he is what he is. And I think it, I think as we go through this episode, we got, we got to start talking about what a D is, an I, an S, and a C is, and what those buzzwords are of why we are that way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start getting into that here in a second. Well, John, walk us through the the general premise of who symbolizes a D. So maybe they could really, you know, understand then who's an I, meaning, you know, general. Sure. Yeah. Before we do that, I'm going to reference something that Clint said. You know, he said uh, NIS, right? Most people have got a secondary letter, right? Like, sure. And that has a huge impact. You know, if you're looking at someone who is primarily an I with some D versus someone who's D with a little bit of I, there are differences between those two personalities and those two people and how they're going to perform and where those comfort zones are. Um, so you've got a primary letter and then you have a follow-up, right? And once again, I, I can't make this clear enough. This is not set in stone, right? But look at what happens when you're uncomfortable, under pressure, stressed out, or in like a new environment, because that is where all of this stuff starts to really showcase itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and all information is good information. So the more you have of it, the better mm-hmm. the judgment that you can make. So if you're going out there blind already, and you're walking into a door and you don't know anything about the person you're about to talk to, if you if you know nothing about them, that conversation is a lot harder than if you start seeing little ticks of what makes them work. And you can categorize them and understand how to communicate with them from your personality to them. That is what DISC does for you right so to use an analogy so if you it's kind of the oil and vinegar thing so if you're an i and you go to a c 
the eyes like all flamboyant and just la 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 la, la you know, like fun stuff. And the C's going, man, I just I just need want to know numbers. I want to know details. So there, it's a little oil and vinegar. The same thing with a D and an S. You know, I'm like, how are you? Is everything great? I hope everything's wonderful because I really want that. He just is like, I quit talking. Like he he's irritated with the talking, talking about me. Yeah, Clint, Clint. the D, Clint so, the D. dominant D. But I will tell you the initial conversation that got all of this going was the D and the S having the conversation. We 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 just meshed. We went oh because we figured it out very quickly because we had already learned a lot about this. So that's again the whole purpose of this is how to figure out how to identify who you are, how to mesh with. Your opposite, or or not just your opposite, but definitely your opposite. <laughs> You've got to know that. So so let's let's dig in uh, pretty quickly here of what DISC is. Um, let's start explaining what a D, I, S, and C truly is right. for those folks that are out there listening. I don't care where you start, John. I know you'll lead this because you're a C. Yeah. Um, hopefully you start with a D because we're most important. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, your opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> well, so to touch on one thing that Nan really talked about is you have adjacent sections, right? So like D is in that top right-hand corner and then I is under that, S is next to that, and then C is there. So as a C, it's really easy for me to move to and and understand S's and D's. It's really hard for me to understand I's, right? And so we've all got that polar opposite, which is what Nan was talking about a moment ago. Which brings up an interesting comment because you and I... Talked about interesting. Interesting. Sorry, did I stumble? (laughs) You did say it weird. Um, I'm a little saliva in my mouth. Sorry. We don't need details. (laughs) Boogers in the nose, maybe. Um, That's not saliva. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Continue. (laughs) A good topic. Let's get back on topic. Back on topic. (laughs) So, remember the phone call I had to you? He said hi. Right. Early on. And, talking about this. Yeah, talking about this, sitting because down. you're in my version of how this started is obviously a little bit different than Nan's version exactly. of how this started. <laughs> I was like, why? I like Nan's uh, version. Nan grabbed the spotlight and put it right yeah. in her face. Right? I wasn't going to bring that up, but, <laughs> well, but uh, you I'm know, glad you did. Your mind, I have no right? idea what y'all are talking about. Look, I love so Nan's version because it involves me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Okay, okay. So, John, why don't you tell the true story about how all this started? <laughs> yeah, so we were at a sales conference. Excuse and Excuse me, I... One of the sessions was, um, for lack of a better term, a little bit redundant. So we were out sitting by the pool, you know, not working, just drinking. And uh, Nan was working through a problem. I was working. And uh, Nan had a problem, and she asked for some help. And Can we identify the problem? That sounds so... (laughs) Nan had a problem with a prospect. Okay, thank you. Yeah, a sales sales problem. A prospect had gone dark on her, (laughs) is is what had happened. And uh, we were kind of in problem solving mode trying to help her out and my advice is a little bit different from clint's but he saw value in mine and and vice versa and uh we started to go back to the original point of the problem right because it's easy to blame it on the prospect but how much ownership are you taking over true how you got to that point what was the point yeah and even in that fact i think that john if i remember correctly john was like okay that's an interesting way to look at things. <laughs> and I said, I can't believe you just said that. I cannot believe you said that to a fucking customer. That's crazy to me. But that's very, explains a lot about our personalities, but also is two very different outlooks on what an S said to another person. Mm-hmm. 
So that's kind of how this whole premise got started of like, wow, there's some value in hearing the other personalities talk about how you should talk to our personality. Yeah, because I'll say stuff to prospects that I will then try to say to Clint in almost like a joking manner. Yeah. And his eyes roll so hard. So, or, I, or I do the 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 audible like the thumb the, and the pinky hang up. Yeah, like, yeah this is over. Oh, the universal symbol. Yeah, and uh, that's that's really kind of how this started because I can't talk to Clint the same way that I would talk to Al if they were both my prospects, right? That that I I gotta I gotta give him room to tell his stories and to have a ton of rapport and a ton of trust. And the D is just like, how do we make the best use of your time today? So yeah, yeah. yesterday it was so hilarious. Clint was like, if someone tells me something's the best, I hate them. Oh, yeah. I will never. And I was like, what? And he was like, if someone tells me that's the best coffee I've ever had, he's like, screw them. I will never drink that coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, what? When someone tells me that's the best coffee, I'm like, man, I'm like buying it. I can't wait to try it. That's, that's so, so true. bizarre. I'm like, I thought that was hilarious too, honestly. Yeah, but it's true. And that's the example that we hope to show, right? Yeah. That with with Better some specificity know. that you're, you're, you're talking to, <laughs> you know, the four corners of the quadrants that you're going to be dealing yeah. with out there. That's really interesting that you bring up that that story because let's put that into your um, what you actually sell. So if you sell construction and you go into a, uh, which is uh, what Clint sells, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So if you go into a room and you're selling construction to a a high S like yourself, Nanette, and you say, this is... What are you saying? Did you just say two S's in construction? Maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Good luck with that. But this go is, ahead. This is probably... This probably isn't Hypothetical. 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 We're just but putting it, this on paper. Happening. But if I talk to you about how, you know, features and benefits and we're great and we love safety and we love all of these things and I use those big buzzwords like love and passion and I do these things. You're, you you're, are a hired baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. He just got his ass kicked out right. of the yard. Sure. Right? Sure. <laughs> Foreman just tried to run him over with like a forklift. He's but, like, get out of the fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm after that bitch. All right, all right. But, but if I'm but if I'm sitting across from myself and I mention those words, those features and benefits, and all those things that sound great on paper but don't actually happen, I hang the phone up in this conversation. I'm done with you. You didn't tell me anything about you. You said what everybody said seven times before you in this same interview. Right? You're trying to get this job. So is everybody else. They've all said the same thing. What this does and what this podcast will really help you with is differentiating yourself, not in a way that's fake, but understanding who you are as a person, understanding who you're talking to, and getting that clear communication, equal business stature, all of those things out there. But you can't do that if you don't understand who you are as a person and who your customer is as a person on the personality spectrum. I agree completely. Yeah, because I have to agree as well. Information is power, right? And, and every, that's a cliche, and I, I say it with some zest because if an before eye. I knew all of this, <laughs> before I knew all this, uh-huh. right? I'd just go in and vomit. Right? Yeah, you know, I just do so my little happy dance. I'd get a hey, that's great, and doc, I would think that I doc, was there. Everybody does. Every right. personality here does right. has failed. Succeeded sometimes because it does work. Well, yeah, one needle in the one haystack. In the yeah, haystack. And then you think, oh my God, I'm on to riches. Yeah. I got, I'm buying the jet. Not to cut you <laughs> off, not to cut you off, but I will say that everybody listening out there, if you're identifying with one of us four, we all have done that. 
Oh, it's not yeah. a, it's not a personality trait thing. We've all puked features and benefits. And and can I ask, um, Clint? Can you put your fingers in your ear while I make this statement? There is not any the, the D, the I, the S. No one's better than anybody else. I know the D's bullshit. So let's going. talk. Okay, so I didn't mean to cut you off, Nanette, but this you brings up sweet. like a huge point: is that so sweet. until you know this. And you understand that there are other ways to sell and you can be your authentic self. You're just out there running around and you see guys like Grant Cardone and you're like, man, that guy is awesome. I want to be just like him. Well, if you're not like Grant Cardone, you have imposter syndrome. You think you're, you think you're less, lesser, you know, and that you can't be successful in a sales role. And that's just not true. No, it is not true. Al looks like he wants to argue with me. No, I, I don't. I, I think... I agree with exactly what you're saying, but if you think you want to be somebody else, good luck with that. Be yourself, but learn a process sure. yeah. to deliver who you are with the respect of who you're speaking to, because they're buying. I agree. You can be an actor tw- uh, you know, two or three hours out of the day. You can't do that 24 hours of the day. Your natural self will always come always, out. You'll always, get caught. Always. You'll get, you get caught. burnt out. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. or your prospects going to catch you. Yep. Yeah. They're going to catch you not being the way you were pretending yep. to be. It comes or, across on a level that like so, they're not even aware of. And how many times. years slip my wrist? I, how do you go through <laughs> life like that? Never. Well, Nobody. There, oh there's gosh, a really interesting um, um, a thing about uh, about traditional sales of where I have to do whatever the customer wants to do. Right. I have to I have to. Oh, he likes to go to the restaurant and have a captain and Coke. So I have to enjoy that as well. Mm -hmm. That's not true. You can absolutely say, hey, that's what you enjoy. I enjoy something else. And we can still get along in a in a in a simple sense of what I'm talking about. You can do that as well as at the conference table in a business meeting in negotiations. You like this. I like that. I think we're that that we both have valid points. We have to come to some understanding but you can't do that if you always agree with somebody and you're you're sliding to their side completely you have to hold your own nature well okay and to take that point one step further you don't have to go headbutt the guy you just simply have to sure. ask the right questions there's tact yeah. there's tact. oh absolutely because yeah. if you're trying to make a stand that i'm an individual when yeah. some guy says come be part of the crowd well, look to I, a personality like me i shut you down when you try to do that yeah, absolutely so there's tact it's probably to the do wrong that. thing well, to do but if i say clint my God, that, that's amazing. How did you learn to drink whiskey well, straight God, out of the bottle? Let me tell you. <laughs> right. And I, I think it's really important. I think this creates genuineness. You're not just going in there faking it. Like you're going to be you. You're going to let them be them. But you're going to know how to make it work between the two of you. Not just going and BSing someone. That That's who wants to sell like that? That that's, They don't want to receive it. I don't want to. Re- I don't want to deliver and, it. So I'm going to talk about the thing that I see all the time in different online groups and things like that. And uh, everyone is hung up on this idea of you got to provide value, right? And 100%. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's important, but people take it wrong, right? And for a lot of people, it's making assumptions and doing free work and giving away free knowledge and doing these things that can lead you down a path of losing a prospect or giving away too much information value sometimes is just showing up and listening it's giving people what they want sometimes if you're a successful business you already have value absolutely you hit pocket that yeah and what you're trying to do is find a lot of reasons them telling you not me telling you that as a salesperson you're trying to find out a lot of reasons why 
you should do business with me because I bring value to the table, right? Mm -hmm. So the only way to understand that, we could go in very deep into this conversation. I won't right now. Ask a lot of questions, find out a lot of pain, dig deep. But the only way you can do that correctly in my mind is to understand who you are personality-wise, understand what makes you tick, and understand on the opposite side what makes them tick. Absolutely. And, and then... And, and I think what we're talking about today as far as DISC, mm -hmm. DISC allows you, it's a platform, right? Platform's a kind of a buzzword in these days of a place to go to and find out who you are, why you are the way you are, how to sell across spectrums to other people. It gives you tools to do that. That's what DISC does for, for me. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. For me, it's way more... Uh, because I'm fact-driven, right? So I, I look at that, and I look at those results, and I'm like, oh, this is where I'm going to be weak, right? I'm not kicking down every door with, like, reckless abandon like Clint is going to as a D. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not always going to thrive and seek out trying to be the center of a group of people like Al would, you know? Um, so when I look at it, I don't... I think we look at it differently, and I think that this is pretty telling about our personalities, is because I look at that, and I'm like, cool, how can I build that? How can I how can I make sure that I am getting out of my comfort zone and building this in as part of my process? And how important are those things? Because some of it I don't see as super important because I think a D is totally fine doing a very high pressure close, which is not my style because I don't buy that way. It's, stre it's stress to you. Well, it, it's not it's not stress. It's I've already made a decision, right? By the time that I pick up a phone and I call someone, I have done so much damn research. Mm, that's interesting. I'm already calling you because I see value in having a conversation with you. So if you're trying to force a close on me, that's never going to work. So just set better expectations. Mm. Hey, what happens after this call? Well, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to think about it and make sure that this is the thing I, I want to do. How long does that take? Yeah. Right? That's, At least then you're farming. You're, yeah. or, or, or you're farming for like a next step and you're not pressuring me to a next step because that's not going to get you anywhere with someone like me. Yeah, and it's not going to get any, anyone with yeah. you either. Well, it's very different. you know. So my mindset is I'm going to bust down the door kind of like what you said and say, Look, I've done the research. I've consulted some people. This is the best situation for you. If you don't listen to me, you're a dumbass. <laughs> that, that's kind of a, a different perspective, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and, then, and, and it's very telling across the spectrum because we are across the spectrum. We're both driving the task, mm -hmm. but we have different reasons why we're doing that. I'm yeah. gut driven saying, look, I'm telling you, trust me, I'm right. You're saying, Here's all the facts in a hundred line items in a spreadsheet of why I'm right. It's very different. And I'm thinking I'm losing a kidney somewhere Agreed. in this whole process. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Trust me, just drink this and take the plane ride, right? Yeah. I mean, at a at a certain level, if you're not gauging the person across from you, a knowing where they sit on the spectrum of, you know, how they buy, how they how they like to be spoken to, and you yourself, Clint, for those of you not watching, you know, I've spoken to this. You have to be able to slide within your personality. Yeah. Right. You have to be able to be uh, dynamic enough to go towards the position of the person that you're trying to sell to. Yeah. For sure. And if you're not willing to do that, you should probably shouldn't be in sales. Right. Yeah. Well, because we, you bring up a really good point because we are hardwired to trust people who sound like us, communicate the same way as us. And, not like actually look like us, but kind of seem like Just us. And, and the more and the more stressful that situation gets, 
we naturally slide back to where we're comfortable, Absolutely. which is our natural selves, mm -hmm. right? So that happens a lot in sales. As salespeople, every, every situation is a little stressful, right? Trying to close a deal, trying to make the quota, trying to do these things. We get stressed out and we slide the opposite way of what we should, right? So we, so if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a D and, and, and you are, and I am <laughs> I very, say. very much so, <laughs> right? Thank you. So that's, yeah, that's not a what if question. I am a D. If I am a D. So, uh, you know, so if I'm in a situation with an I and, uh, I feel that it's uncomfortable in a situation to adapt to an I. So, so I do the opposite and I slide to a corner D I ruin that relationship. I ruin it. I ruin everything that I could actually do less stressful um, by adapting a little bit of, of what he is or she is as an I to say, okay, let's move this process along. I still have to be task driven because I have to bring them to my level a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but you, once again, I'm going to say it over and over in this episode. You cannot do that if you don't know who you are Absolutely. and who they are. Yeah, true. For sure. You know, uh, speaking about the gut-driven thing, there's there's a guy that Clint and I follow. His name's Jocko, and he always talks about this metaphor of Jocko. Jocko, so well, freaking like. serious. Yeah. Um, so Jocko makes this comment all the time, and uh, to you me, it's, to meet Jocko. it's the Never purest. It's the purest illustration of like what gut what gut-driven is. He has talked about this idea that if he's on a plane, even if that plane is going to go down, he's confident. He's not going to die. Yeah. Right. Whereas me being fact driven, I'm like thinking yeah. about the numbers. Like, man, no one, no one survives plane see, crashes. Really. <laughs> you see, jo Jocko is, uh, he, he's kind of, I'll say with me, because I think we're two peas in the pod. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'll say. I don't but, even know who Jocko is, but, but of course he does. But look, there's not a lot of people that think that way. You're a small majority on that plane or a small minority yeah. on that plane. There's not a ton of these. Most people are going to are going to naturally go to their stressful environments and they're going to react in the way that feels natural to them. Um, not a lot of people can adapt another way of thinking in a short, stressful time in, for an in instance, a plane crash. Yeah. Right. Um, so if you're a, a worry wart, if you're a person that freaks out about everything and you let stress get to you, a plane crash is the worst environment for you. Yeah. Uh, for a guy like myself, I'm the opposite way. I'm Please gonna, tell. I have no idea what you could even be thinking in a plane crash. There's nothing you can think other than, so what are you I thinking? hope to God I live and I have enough confidence in myself that I survive this because God wouldn't, God wouldn't do this to me. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I have a reason for living. But the point of it is, is that I have a strong will and I'm willing to understand that there's a 1% chance that I might live. And I, I like chase, it. That's I, cool. but I, I like chase, it. I chase the 1%, not the 99% of failure. Right. And I, Go ahead. Well, I'm going to bring up uh, uh, one of my observations is you have more pretenders that are D's, right? Sure. And then sure. when that hits, right, sure. they're 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 wetting like, themselves, what? right? No, no you know, doubt. They're, they're crying no. for but, Jesus Christ, Lord look, and Savior. That right? explains a lot yeah, about okay. their natural self. And, and and we're talking about this, too, Doc. So it's a great point. So a lot of people uh, pretend to be this certain person in sales roles. Because you're the superhero. You're the look, big guy, right? To, not even a D, but as a C. Like, I'm a fact guy. I love facts. You know, that's that's what motivates me. Until you get hit with the hard question of, okay, give me the facts. And then you go to that stressful situation. So as salespeople, we often, we we, I think we've dived into this a little bit in our episodes before of D, I, S, and C. We, we have a tendency 
Mm. We have a tendency. What? You know what? I know. We, we have a we have a tendency to. Uh, Clint's gonna get fined. I know. <laughs> we have a tendency to go back to our uh, that two hour window of what our professional life is, but not the twenty two hour window of who we truly are. For sure. Uh, so when that stressful situation comes along, we tend to dive back into that twenty two hour window of who we are as a person, For not sure. as a professional. But the hope here is that everybody learns who they are or yeah. accepts the fact that they need to stay in their zone to be the best person that they are. Absolutely. Right. Because me, I'm saying, whoa, 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 don't hit me in the face, right? I know you're about to punch me. Don't do it in the face. Yeah. And <laughs> that's just honestly but me. I'm like, I'm about yeah. to get my ass kicked. The reality comes into play. And, and and some people are going to live in that state of denial or they're going to be tougher than they want to be. It's okay to just cry when you need to cry, run when you need to run, but man up if you can. Right. So so really important to be on that that topic in DISC. There are no weak personalities. Absolutely. There that, are yeah, no wrong. That's a great statement there right are there. no wrong personalities. There's no strong personalities. No, I completely concur. They're only strong if you realize True. who you are and can adapt to the person across the table from you to speak exactly. to. That's strength in yeah. DISC. But there's no weak. Yeah. If and, you're... Sorry, go finish well, your thought. What I was saying is, is an S and a C um, may seem weak to a D and an I. Why? But it, but it's well. Let <laughs> me totally finish. Perception. But, let, but it's perception, and perception is is what ninety nine percent reality, right? Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is that we have to get past that. You're this person, so you're weak, or I'm strong. You have to get past that. You have mm-hmm. to dump that. And the way you do that is to understand the way the other person thinks, because they are. Look, when you're dealing with people in a professional world, they're obviously successful because they're sitting across the table from you. Right. Yeah. That most cases, yeah. in most cases. Right. They may be starving. They may be a little bit hungry. They may be a lot of other things, but they're successful. Otherwise, they wouldn't have a job, period. So if they're successful sitting across the table and they're an opposite personality from you, what power it is to understand what you are and what they are and make something work together. True. That opens a lot of doors. But for sake of specificity, right? You can grab somebody, and maybe we should talk about, you know, a Donald Trump's a D, right? As much as you may love him or hate him, right? Mm-hmm. He has his issues, but that's exactly where he sits, yeah, yeah. right? And then you have Mother Teresa, who's an S, yeah. right? Let's take those two polar opposites. But to run an orphanage in Calcutta with yeah. limited resources, that woman had to have balls. Yeah. Yeah. You know? She had to adapt different personalities. And she had to decide who got fed situations. and who well, didn't. She and, probably sure. didn't have balls. She had passion. Well, <laughs> I use that as a tomato tomato. For, exactly. For, <laughs> but the woman had some grit to be able to go in and get things done in, and, in, and that's not in natural. The, what you're saying is that's not natural well, to Mother Teresa. I think it was though. It's passion. She she right. knew where her compassion lied. Now did she think about some of the probably decisions she had to make? Did it hurt her heart? Sure. But at the end of the day, to feel that pain and be able to move past it, if you're a D and you bottle that up, you can't tell me your heart's no, never hurt you're before, right? right? No, because I because I can tell you, for me to have compassion, I, we've said this before on this, is like you mentioned the word love, and I'm like, oh, what is this love that you speak of? What is this? Please explain, because <laughs> so I, I don't. But it's not. It's just me. Right. So having compassion is really hard for me to slide 
versus an S that has tons of compassion and needs to tell you the hard truth is the exact same slide that I have to compassion. Tough on both ends. To, yeah. yeah. So, so the point of all of that is, is that when you have to make those tough slides, which is exactly what we have to do in sales conversations, when somebody is opposite personality from you across the table, you have to do that and you have to do that professionally. And the way you do that is to recognize who they are and yeah. you see commonalities in, in the goal, in the end game. And, and a that, process, and, and a, a process, process to get there. But that's that's what we're talking about as salespeople. You have to look at that person sitting across from you and who you are and say, okay, look, we both agree on this. Let's chase that avenue for a minute yep. and see where we come out. But So to boil this down to like a, like a nice little point is that if you're a hiring manager and you're looking for someone, it's not about they've got to be in certain areas or spectrums yeah. or anything else. It's how... How coachable are they? How how, how hungry? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because I've known a ton of people that are in that golden area that a lot of people are looking for of the I with the D and like they're not coachable. So they're not open to learning something else, you know? So it's not about the certain personality type. It's about you got to take other things into consideration, right? Because for instance, right? Al and Clint and Nan, they're all in very long sell, selling cycles, right? I mean, Al and Nan will talk to a doctor for seven or eight months, sometimes a year and a half. I mean, longer than that sometimes before they get a shot to do any business together. And because they're people driven, it's ideal for them. Now, Clinton, you have a long selling cycle as well. And as a D, I would not, uh, man, I I would be a little bit concerned hiring a D for a very long selling cycle because they're not the best at nurturing and managing long-term relationships. You're right. Um, However, if you put that in a task orientation of, Hey, 12 months from now, this this reward is going to be great for you as a D. Mm-hmm. And I accept the fact that it's a task. Dude, I'll put in all the work that needs to be done, whether it's 12 months, 18 months, three days. It doesn't matter to sure. me because I have a task. But you have to realize that I have an end game. I have a reason that I'm doing all of this. It's not for, well, I'm going to do all this and maybe they might buy from me. That's a different story because I'll drop that shit in a heartbeat. So is something like networking? I love networking. Why? Um, if you do it right, you're the most powerful person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well put. No, but I mean, that's a true statement. No, no. I mean, I mean, I mean it, it makes a ton of sense in hearing him say that. I'm like, okay, yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's the only reason you would like it though. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go around and throw 10 business cards on the table and say, hi, how are you? My name's Clint. Oh, okay, you don't want to listen to me, and I walk away. Mm-hmm. That's some weak ass shit in my in my mind. <laughs> I was say, you've never but if you walk in and that. you're like, "Dude, bro, the party's here. <laughs> Shots line them up. Let's go. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's get it all out on the table. What do you do? What do you do? Why do you do that? What do you do? Because that's one thing about a D is I'm going to ask you some tough fucking questions, and those questions are going to re- reveal a lot about you. But what we'll be left with after the smoke clears of all those tough questioning. Right, wrong, and different. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. But when I get done asking 100 people a bunch of tough questions and I'm left with three, that's my that's my team. Yeah, that's that my sense. team that I want to go forward with. In a sales cycle, also you should do this, I think. When you're met with 100 prospects, vet them out. Vet them. Oh, yeah. Ask hard questions. And when you're left with three prospects that answered your questions correctly, honestly, truthfully, uh, deep down from their gut... And they give you all this information. Those are the three that you chase, not the 97 so people. What, yeah. So what you're talking about right there is just qualifying people. It is. Right. And like, I, I think that's the lost art 
it it is and and a D if you're a D out there listening you have all the tools already in your gut to do qualifying better than anybody because because it comes naturally I'm going to disagree with you on that point but we'll talk about it in a little bit okay. I want, let's move on and talk about eyes and and Al specifically right because most of the people that Al talks to are doctors right Al's in medical sales and uh, those guys are like me. We need, I need a lot of information. I need a lot of details. I need are, all of that stuff. They're all, but they're a lot like everybody, except for me, usually, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, um, yeah, we have some S's. We have some compassionate well, health care givers. Exactly. Yeah. They, you they can't, still you, stay there. You can't be a doctor and not care about people. Yes, you I disagree. Can. You absolutely oh, yes, you can. can. You can be a, te- you can be a technician. Let's that talk about give that for a, a second. Shit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Because in medical school, they have classes on bonding and report. They teach you to listen to your patient. That's not cool. To, oh, yeah. I like oh, this. Yeah. There's, there's a whole little push towards, well, we could increase patient satisfaction if you, the doctor, w- would listen more. But doctors mm. really don't want to do that. Sure. They're like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Yep. Mm. I know what's best. Out. I went to school longer than everybody else. And sure there's a hierarchy in that hierarchy. Right. So are you saying most doctors are what personality? They are D's and C's with some X, S's mixed in. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a few of the because cardiologists. Because you're too busy partying if you're an I to make it through med school. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're talking about frat bros if it's I's. We're <laughs> well, not talking about med school grads. Now, there's some I's, but I, I think they shift. They're compassionate people with you know, en- enough savvy to get through the book work and they don't have to be D's, right? So it'd be an I that could reach across and, you know, digest some information, sit down, take that test and then go in and, and regurgitate it. You're kind of describing yourself, to be honest with you. I, I, no, I am. For sure. I Absolutely. Because, I mean, I, you know, I'm, you know, I got through that. But there's a, there's a point where, that's the minority, I guess. I guess where I'm going with mm-hmm. that. Most people are either analytical or they're driven. Like this mm-hmm. is my goal, you know, that yeah. D, and this is what I want. And then some very compassionate S's. But here's what you see in in the realm of being a physician: certain categories of physicians, uh, neurosurgeons sure. versus oh, proctologists yeah, sure. versus dermatologists family. versus family medicine or, or a psychologist. Yeah, completely yeah. different. Yeah. Right. So they all kind of fit a certain pattern. And when you start dealing with individual specialties, you'll see a lot of personalities that you know are very sure. similar. Sure. And there's and, it, and yeah. it can become very convoluted because I have a neurosurgeon that is a CS. He's a C in clinic and in surgery, but he's an S with his patients. And with his rep, me, I better just be very careful because... That's that's a two hours or three hours out of the day that we're truly our work self versus our natural self. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of what you're talking about. In in a surgery-type atmosphere, you got to be... You got to be one person, which which you're talking about is a C, where it's fact driven, analytical. I've done the research. This is what happens. But outside of that room, I'm a lover. I'm a you know I like people. I care what they think, um, and and that'll come out of it. What you're talking about is is where people slide 
you know, on yeah, this, this so spectrum. identification of their personality is huge because you can you don't have a ton of time with them and you better make sure you're doing the right thing. And one of the one of the big things about being an I, right? And and you'll see this in all the reading is uh, a big need to be liked. And Al does one of the best jobs I've ever seen about distancing himself from that like. You know, I mean, I've seen him have incredibly hard conversations with partners and people, stuff like that. So he does a fantastic job. If He's I can, on the spectrum. If I can brag on you have, a, a little a, bit. I have a story about that. About, about not letting that need to be liked interfere with business. A, a business relationship or elongating a sales cycle or giving, you know, free advice or things like that. But I can tell you that growing up and and trying to be an adult that need to be like still haunts me oh for sure i mean because it's a tough challenge but the more people i've been exposed to and the the more i'm able to slide up to be in a d and making some decisions and running a business and having to make some tough choices i always the way I justify that is you did it to yourself. Yeah. I just had a process I had to follow, mm-hmm. right? You did this, so therefore I have to do that. And I have to remind myself of that sure. because, you know, it, it it gets tough. Yeah, I can tell you a quick story that, that uh, Mr. Al Daniels here told me a, a while back that was true telling of who he is as a person. And open book here, I'm going to say it. Um, oh my wore my clothes on. Yeah, your clothes are on. <laughs> okay, thank you. Go ahead. So you can talk about that one. So, so, uh, so Al gave me a little pointer one time. It's like, man, if you got four or five people that that just want to go to a strip club, right? They want to party. They want to go to a strip club. Oh are we and going I, here? Yeah, we're going. There. <laughs> okay, but, but I've, I know but where I, you're going. So listen, right, go ahead. But run, I've got to. I've got to entertain those clients as we all do. All personalities, mm. all salespeople. It's not comfortable for three or four of us at, you know, in different ways, it's comfortable. Sometimes it's not, we've got to entertain these clients in this situation. He, he said something that, that blew my mind as an I and where he slid to a D was like, I'm going to be a part of this party. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to have fun with this for a minute. And then I'm going to slide a couple hundred bucks in this guy's shirt pocket and look at that gal and say, look, Here's where the money is. I'm out. I've got better things to do. See you later. You guys have fun. That's not typically I. I sure. would want to stay there and do all of that partying to be the center of attention. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't know, but it I always resonated with me. I think it's a really great example. I, do yeah. too. I think it's a very so, good example. So the point of it is, is that's... truth about Doc. Yeah. So that's a point where uh, a high I that wants to be the center of attention and be always involved in the party takes a step back, remain professionalism slide um, a little bit towards a D in that case and just say, look, I'm a part of the party. You guys are still going to have fun, but I'm checking out. Call me in the morning. Let's talk business. That's a pretty cool revelation that there was something to me to say, wow, you can be this guy, but you can also have some tact and Mm -hmm. you can have some some rules and regulations in your own mind, but still be that guy. That was pretty revelationary for me. Yeah, just pulling out the best in your you and someone else. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna argue one point real quick in this I and in, in this idea that you have got to entertain clients, you know, and you've got to do this kind of stuff. Because that's true. not that's not true across the board, that right? That's true. It's very I, I relevant do, in y'all's world. I, I probably do less than anybody at this panel, to be honest with you. You think you do less than me? I do. I do less than anybody. No, I one hundred percent disagree. A couple thousand dollars a year. Less like okay, so zero we're on the same page. 
zero. Like yeah. I'll I'll have a cup of coffee. We'll have a conversation. But Doc, that's Doc it. did that for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> boring. It is boring. boring right? fun. Because uh, here's the deal. Get right? on a plane to Vegas. I'm a C. Right. I don't. They're like I love. Yeah, I yeah. hold on, hold on. I love the people that I love. Right. I love all you guys. We obviously have good relationships. But the average prospect, I want to fix your problem and I want to move on. Right. Which is why I do kind of what I do, and. It's a struggle for me, right? Because we're talking about a moment ago that these struggle in a very long selling cycle because you got to maintain relationships. I struggle with that as well because the average person I could give a shit less about. Yeah. Right. If I can fix your problem, let's have that conversation. Yeah. There's no emotion. Exactly. Right. Like, uh, I have a daughter and she's amazing. And sometimes she gets emotional. She is. She gets emotional about stuff. And, I am not nurturing in that moment. I have to force myself to go find like, like my nurturing side of myself because I'm like, I told you not to do that. Of course it broke. Yeah. Why are you crying? You know, but wait a second. You're a great dad, man. I've seen you in action. Thank you. Thank you. You're painting the wrong picture for the public. But here's the deal. It's muscle. It's, it's, it's a muscle, right? And the more that I repetition, right? And the more I do that, the easier it is, the easier it is. And and that goes, I have, I have days where I'm not the cool dad. Like, let's be honest about it. And you know, I fly off the handle and I'll, I'll, but it's, I try to not do those things. Right. So I have to, I have to figure out how stressed am I? Right. Because it's all relevant to my stress at the time. That's a, that's a good point. I just um, hope my kids are listening. I'm not the only asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids aren't listening yeah, to this. Yeah, man. They're, they're in college, man. They're yeah. out partying, but they're and, always like, yeah. You, and your daughter's a D. You didn't raise them well enough to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Your daughter's a D. She's not listening to this at no, all. No, no. She's like, my dad, what? He's so, a village idiot on the show. <laughs> I, can't listen, I can't listen to that. I want to drag you guys back in for a minute because we're trying to get through disc and we got a few minutes left here. Yeah, we got to cover essence. Uh, yeah, I want to get through. We, we've covered what a D is, dominant personality, kind of brash, kind of gut driven, um, not so much people oriented. It does play a factor, um, especially in my world. I, I do care about people, but I care more about the tasks than people. And I... Um, definitely cares about also task driven stuff, but more geared towards the people side. It's way more um, about people than it is it, about tasks. It is, but he still falls on that spectrum a little bit. I think that that is just because it benefits. Well, so, so once again, this goes back to the work that Al has done on mm-hmm. himself, right? He's been in business for, hold on, yeah. like, yeah. hold on, like, because we know a lot of eyes, yeah. right? No, and, I know a lot of eyes that are true corner eyes that and most don't. Of, most of those eyes are not task driven mm-hmm. whatsoever. Well, what I want to picture is is that let's let's talk in a clock mentality here. We started at two or three o'clock with a with a D, yeah, and we're moving down to four or five o'clock with an I, and now we're going to jump over on the other side of the spectrum with an S, which is Nanette here, and she is all people driven, right? You do you do care about a little bit of facts, but you're mm-hmm. you. You you chuckle, but uh, <laughs> but you care about people and how they feel about what the job is going to end up doing, wh- what lives is it going to save, um, what impact to the community does it have. That is a pretty clear cut um, a way to describe an S. Do you have anything to say on that? I think Dr. Daniel does. Yeah. He's like biting at uh, the bit to say something. What were you wanting to say? Nothing? Well, yeah, I do want to say something. We all go to the grocery store, right? It's a process. There's only a couple of variants. You get your cart, you walk in. So a D goes to the grocery store, still follows the process. And I goes to the grocery store, S, a C. 
You decide what size basket you need. You walk through the process. So to think that just because you're an I, you can't go through a process of buying food and checking. Once again, out. right? It's about it's about comfort zones yeah. and it's about identifying. It's about identifying that because because let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. When you go to the store, do you have a list? No, sometimes, always, never, every. Okay, but my freaking time. <laughs> I, I still eat. I still have Absolutely, food. It right? doesn't no. make it wrong, but so, it but, makes it different. Correct, and, and I no forget saying, some things, and I maybe make two trips, and I'm absolutely. a little pissed off on the no third trip. No one's saying it's wrong. Yeah. We're yeah. just saying that like it's it's, it's relevant well, to your personality type. But you can still go to the grocery store, still eat, still it's, be successful, of right? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and we're not you know, we're not making it out to be that well, that eyes are on this island and look once again can't be successful. There's no wrong personality here. True. So basically, if we're going to use the analogy of the grocery store. The D is going, where's the mustard? Immediately, I need it. Pay for it out. Yeah, and I don't give the, a shit about brand. I don't care about price. Exactly. I need mustard. I love this analogy. Mustard. Look, let's yeah, keep this going. It, it is okay. good. And it then then the I goes to the grocery store and he sees everybody. I Heinz because like, Heinz is the shit. Hey, what kind of, yeah, what kind of mustard do you buy? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the most popular mustard in the room? Because that's what I'm buying. Exactly. Let me tell you a story about mustard. Yeah. He One time when I was a bellman. <laughs> no, no, I have the best, though. Yeah. So when you get the cart that wobbles or is too tough to handle, yeah. what do you do? What do you do when you... I, oh, I you flip it, it upside down so nobody else I knew, uses I knew it. You, I knew you threw it on the ground, <laughs> yeah. right? You tip it over, yeah. right? Like, I'm done. If, if, there's a, if there's a fourth wheel that's got a flat spot because they drug it across the parking lot, you flip it upside down so nobody else uses it. Uh, and what right. do you do? I get just pissed. I'm just furious. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm just like... Because I, I, I'll push it too far, right? Into the store, <laughs> right? I've spent too much time with the damn cart. Yeah. And now I'm stuck. Do I take it back? Do I just leave it there? Which sort of... That goes against my grain to just leave it in the aisle. And I just... I march it back. But a lot of times, I'll just go drag it so that it's known that right. everybody... Where's management? This thing sucks. <laughs> Center right? of attention. Center of attention. Right. Sure. And I'm going to fix it. And Clint... I mean, I'm well, sorry. I'm hi. sorry. My name's John. John. What, what so are what you do you do with Clint, the cart? Clint's always on what your left and right shoulder. I'm fixing it. Fix I'm it. Going. You're going to like get a wrench and just I'm gonna change go, the wheel? Excuse me. I'm going to ask excuse people. Me, Mr. I'm going to figure out how to make guy. everything. Because I don't want someone else to have to have that janky little, what would you like to do with it, John? I test the cart before I walk. Oh yeah. <laughs> swear to God, uh, I'll swerve it diagonally. I'm going to move it around a couple of axes. I mean, Pointing. like, meanwhile, and then, and then I'm going to grab the wipe and clean the handle. Because, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> half of Walmart's <laughs> sitting in a line outside in the hey, parking lot waiting on John problem. to get his freaking cart. That ain't my problem. <laughs> So that's just a little great silly analogy, analogy, though, yeah, because that, that, that brings out, out of nowhere. So, so S's, right? So to get back on task and, the, and to kind of continue the thread, right? One of the things that they're known for is avoiding conflict, right? I mean, it's tried and true. Yeah, it talks about all the time, and it is really hard to get Nan to or Nanette, excuse me, to really step up and stand her ground, right? You know, there's a couple of topics where she'll do it, and you'll hear about them on here as we continue these things on. But she doesn't go out of her way to cause conflict, whereas Clint. Man, he just runs straight like, at it can't with wait. his hair on fire. I don't like love, so hate is great for me. <laughs> so as, as as an S and a salesperson role, right? how do you, I mean, I know the answer comes down to process and practice, but how hard is it for you to like stand your ground and push back and not discount and, you know, not let someone run you over with their process and, and make sure that your process runs? Well, literally it's just practice you just go oh well that didn't work well mm-hmm. when something doesn't work well and so you learn and what i w- going into this i would really like to help an s out there not have to go through the 
process that I've had to go through. So I, I think it literally is just going, oh, you know, that really doesn't work well when you, you have to stand up for yourself. You can love people, but you still have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. That's 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 very interesting because as a D, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't give a shit if you listen to this. <laughs> and and your first thought is, I want to help somebody. Very telling. Yeah. You know, I'm telling my story and I don't give a shit. I'm just telling my story. Nan, Nanette is over here saying, I want to be here to help millions of people if I can. Oh, Twelve people I, if I can. One person. The only great. reason I'm sitting with. No, I love all these guys. But <laughs> truly, it's really important to help people. But ultimately, I think that's what we, uh, even Clint, our little D, I think he, or a big D. Big, big D, D, big D, oh, big D. So sorry. Nan's all about hearts and minds. So, and minds. so then to wrap this up, as the C, right? Thank you for um, bringing us back to you. You know, Mr. we struggle with finding rapport, right? Having rapport, having having emotional conversations, right? And we know that that's what trigger sales. And then the other thing is that I'm so fact-driven that for a long time, I didn't, I didn't really understand the idea that prospects buy for whatever reasons they see value in. Like if I thought it was better, you're an yeah. idiot and I would judge you if you wouldn't make the, like if I, if you're going to spend 99 cents with me and I can make you a dollar yeah, and you don't want to do that, bro, yeah. what are you doing? Some, sometimes <laughs> I, I get mad with a high C. If you're selling to a Nanette, that's a high S they they're buying for me because they like you. Right. And mm -hmm. you're trying to sell to a person that likes you already. And that makes me uncomfortable. Right. Honestly. Sure. So you're trying to kill them. You're trying to kill them with facts, but they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They just say, they just want to help me out. John, I like you, bro. I love you. Stop <laughs> selling me. I got it. We're in. But you can't let that you're go like, because no. the facts aren't yeah. there. Let me right? show you how smart I am by 100%. giving you all these facts. So, so great example of why you need to identify across the table from who you're selling to, because sometimes it's already sold. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's and already messing there, it up. Yeah. and now you're messing it up by you're proving just stepping, yeah, all stepping these all in things it, right? that don't need Has to be anyone ever about? done that before? Yeah. I have oversold sure. and lost deals so many times; it's ridiculous. There's no better way to lose a deal than oversell. Absolutely, and it happens to all personalities. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think that's a great spot to kind of wrap this thing up. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, this was is the first episode, yeah. so um, yeah. if you got any value out of this go share it with someone else, right? And There's, if you didn't, still share, care. still share it. Yeah, yeah still share some, it. One I mean, of your buddies needs this help. Come on, man. Maybe you don't, but somebody you know does. Yeah. The thing is, Al, Al made this statement whenever we were planning this, is that like you're going to find yourself in one of us, right? So you might hate me, but love Al, right? Yeah. That makes sense, right? It does. Makes so, sense to me. <laughs> so it's, reverse that statement you know find yourself in one of us right we've been down the road we're still on the road all day every day yeah. if you get any value in this go share it with someone else go follow us on social media everything is at sales throwdown uh, if you're listening to us you know download all the other episodes if you're watching us on youtube subscribe sure. and uh we'll be back soon